The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is the founder and CEO of Eventric, a company that offers software as a service event management, ticketing, and online marketplace solutions for concerts and touring. Earlier this year, Eventric released Master Tour 3.0, the latest incarnation of its popular tour management product that helps indie artists keep their touring logistics and revenue management organized. You can find out more by visiting www.eventric, that's E-V-E-N-T-R-I-C.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to welcome Paul Bradley on the Break the Business Podcast. Hi, Paul. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Um, so great to have you here. I want to get right into awesome. it. What great. motivated you to found this company and develop Master Tour? I imagine it must have resulted from your work as a tour manager in the past for many years. I just imagine you one day trying to handle all the touring logistics back in the day and just saying to yourself, man, I just got to create a company that can figure this crap out for me. You know, it was twofold. One was the re- it was two realizations that, A, I didn't want a desk job, and two, I wasn't going to make it as a drummer in a band. <laughs> so kind of halfway through my touring career in the 90s um, with a colleague, uh, we developed some software that worked great for my band, just in kind of a very simple old database structure that managed our guest lists and hotels and any simple you know, guarantees that we might have. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a work in progress for about eight years of, of really just touring on the road as a drummer, tour manager, merch guy, manager, um, tour accountant, you know, being in a van uh, six days a week, you know, almost every week of the year. So it it kind of morphed into a business that way. Wow. And so you, as a product of just your own experience, you started to develop this master tour program that you've obviously refined over the years. And it does all those things that, you know, you had to wrestle with. And I do want to talk about master tour a bit, but first let's get into just this idea of the logistics of putting a tour together, because I encounter a lot of indie artists that they do their first tour. Maybe it's, you know, maybe they're playing small venues around their region. Maybe they're doing house concerts. But they all tell me the same thing, that handling just all the little details, whether it's booking or revenue or paying people or you know making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, is a lot more of a headache than they thought it was going to be. So let me just ask you this as just a general logistic question. For the artists out there that are indies that are managing their own tours themselves, for artists who are in that situation, where do you tend to see artists having the greatest logistics challenges? Is it in the setting up of the dates or handling payments or something else? You know, it's it's a lot of all of that. And the I think the biggest challenge is, as what I experienced in my band, you know, I was the drummer, um, you know, and I should have been, you know, 100% focused in creating music. Um, so dealing with all the logistics and all of the contracts and all of, you know, do we have a hotel? Do we not have a hotel? You know, that really detracts from really what a band at this level is supposed to do is make good music and you know, create kind of uh, a great live show experience. So it's a it's a really difficult balance because at that level you don't have the support 
that you need. Um, you know, when you get into the larger levels of touring, you have a incredible better, you know, better or worse um, support system so that ideally the artists can focus on, you know, making music, getting along with each other and putting on a good live show. So yeah, at the level I was at, which was a van, a trailer, you know, five guys in a you know, driving around the country, um, a lot of that logistics gets in the way. So anything that can help with that and that allows you to focus on just kind of a good quality of life, getting along with each other, um, you know, and putting on a good live show, because at that level, that's the only way you're going to succeed. So where do you see most artists when they're doing that first tour, that first, you know, you know, big time yeah. house concert tour, where do you see artists tend to make the biggest mistakes with their touring logistics? Uh, where are they, where do you see them really making things harder for themselves than they have to be? You know, I, I think it, it, it's at that level, it's really about, you know, it's, it's a day-to-day experience. I mean, you're not really thinking, you know, a month or six months ahead. It's really, how are we getting to that next gig? Um, the, biggest mistakes I think I see are just in the planning part because there's nothing more frustrating than getting to a show and I've had this experience and the show doesn't exist or you're supposed to be the headliner and you're the opener or you're supposed to get $300, you know, with a food buyout and you're getting nothing. Um, and that, that, you know, regardless if there was five people that were coming to see you or 200, like that is a, you know, a very, kind of big factor in why bands start to um, not really enjoy being on the road and making music and, you know, being um, in a band. So anything that you can do to kind of make that part smoother and organize things in advance, um, your shows, getting the right kind. And, you know, when I did this in the nineties, you know, I was advancing shows at payphones when we pull over from the road. So there was certainly a lot more surprises you know, night after night when you got to the gig and certain things weren't there or, um, you know, you're, you're, no one showed up for the show. So it, it's really, you know, regardless of the tools you have, it's just making sure that the expectations are correct and making sure your band, whether or not you're the leader of the band or the tour manager, making sure your band understands those expectations because, if the expectations are right and you show up and there's five people there, sometimes that can be the best experience because you play great, the five people love it, and you can carry on to the next show. The worst thing is you show up and everything goes to hell. You know, nothing was advanced and all the expectations are wrong. So when you talk about advanced work, give me an idea for an indie artist who's maybe doing a small show, maybe they're doing a regional tour type thing. What's a good advanced timeline for this artist? How far out should they be contacting these venues? How many times leading up to the actual moment of the event should they be reaching out to make sure all the details are in place? You know, as soon as the show is booked, confirmed with the contract, and, and you know, and I live through this too, where sometimes you don't get a contract and you just rely on the word of the promoter or the club owner. Um, but as soon as that show is booked, you know, and again, at the, at the level that I toured with and a lot of your listeners, you know, you don't get a lot of things to advance. Um, you know, there might or not be, you know, might or might not be a guarantee. Um, but just really making sure that the basics are understood when you can get there, you know, when you can load in the expectations of sound check. That's very important. You know, are you sharing gear with another band? Um, and then once you move on to the logistical part, 
which is very important, you move on to, you know, how you communicate this to people that can hear about your show. Um, you know, because a lot of the times you're playing at places that have four or five bands a night, you know, four nights a week. So it's kind of beyond their control to really market that and get people to your show. So it becomes the artist's responsibility. Um, so again, I think it's equally as important to make sure, you know, and again, the logistics at this level include what time you're loading in, what time you're supposed to be on stage, you get a meal buyout, uh, who do you settle the show with, knock that out and then worry about how you get your fans there, you know, how you kind of reach out to people to come to the show. Working with the other bands on the bill is great. You know, sharing fan club lists, sharing kind of um, ways that you can communicate, you know, and incentives to have people come out early because 90% of the time you're the opening band, no one's there. And that's also a big morale buster. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts that come into play, whether you're a small little tour or a very massive one. And so you have Master Tour, which is uh, Eventrix product that you have been, you know, sort of refining for years now to really try to be an all-in-one solution, particularly for this group of indie artists that, you know, are kind of self-managing those tours. Can you tell the listeners a bit about how Master Tour 3.0 works? So it's always been a tour management solution. You know, I started um, with my colleague building it for my band, um, and then we had the good fortune of immediately working with the Dave Matthews band right, right after that to kind of build it, you know, from a very small level to a very big level. Um, so it's really all about having a central spot to collect all of the pertinent information. Um, you know, and this just includes, you know, having dates that are, you know, first or second holds in your routing. Um, it can have everything to do from guest lists to just your production, whether that's backline rental, whether, you know, what is being provided by the promoter or the club. Um, but again, having everything organized in one spot is very important. And then what Master Tour allows you to do is distribute that to everybody in your band, whether it's, you know, four people in a small band, um, getting that to everybody so they can log in on a browser or on their phone and see exactly what they're supposed to do and when. And that's not just the day of, that's six months out saying, hey, we have this show, we're playing at this festival, we're opening up for this band. You know, so it's a good way to kind of centralize a calendar all the way up from, you know, an arena tour where there's, you know, dozens and dozens of people involved in the production and the advance and the financials. Just centralize everything in, in one spot is really critical. So how often in your view should a, like, you know, because, you know, obviously your, your, your software does come at a cost, a, a pretty good cost, yeah. I would say, um, you know, compared to some of the technology that is out there that does this kind of work. But so, you know, so, and, and so for, you know, indie artists out there that have to kind of be cost conscious about things, how far sure. along in an artist's touring, you know, you know, how, how involved should their live performances be before a product like Master Tour becomes the right investment for them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, you know, we're honest about where we think, um, you know, in the career of an artist that this should start. And, you know, if you're in a band um, with some buddies and you're playing, you know, once a month, you certainly don't need Master Tour. You know, it's a it's an investment um, and it's it's kind of just a big tool to use for things that might only need, you know, one or two points of communication and tracking. So we see most of our um, clients, most of the the tours and artists that we work with, it's kind of at the point where 
you know, they're making a career out of touring. They're, they, they have maybe one or two support staff, whether that's a tour manager or a production manager. So it's, um, it's definitely, you know, admittedly overkill for a band that might only have one or two shows a month. Um, those things, and I would make a huge recommendation that there's plenty of tools out there that can handle that. You can use, you know, Google Docs, you can use iCal, you can use, um, you know, a lot of tools that are free that you can equally communicate to the rest of your team on what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to operate. Uh, where we see most of the traction in our software comes where is, you know, you've got a management company, you've got maybe a label, um, but you certainly have maybe a person that's kind of helping you in the tour management, um, you know, of your operations. So it's, it's really helps when there's more and more people involved in stitching everything together in one place. So it's not just a function of how much you're performing, but also how many folks are involved with the project where you really see the value in a platform like Master Tour. Yeah, and it's, but it's also, you know, the value of, you know, we've spent 20 years building this and we get a lot of our um, users that are, you know, at a, at a kind of beginning point in their careers and just starting the tour you know, that don't mind the $49 a month expense because we're kind of framing operationally how, you know, they can tour a little more efficiently and a little more successfully. So it's, um, you know, we, we've been very conscious, especially with 3.0, I'm not making this just a tool that the theater level and the shed and arena level bands use, you know, and 70% of our bands, you know, are playing in the two to 500 seaters. Um, every week, you know, so it's not just a tool for gigantic operations that have, you know, dozens of crews supporting them. You know, we're trying to make this more as a tool to help template out kind of an efficient way to tour. And back to your original question, you know, the more they can concentrate on actually the live show and the music, you know, that ultimately is going to be a lot better for them than having to worry about certain advance work and, you know, who the right contact person is or, you know, making sure that the guarantee is right. Um, these are all equally important, but, you know, most bands succeed based on that kind of initial live performance and the quality of their music, you know, and keeping in touch with the fans. I certainly know plenty of artists who would love nothing more than to get that particular headache out of their life, Paul. Yeah, you can find out more about Master Tour 3.0 by visiting www.eventric, that's E-V-E-N-T-R-I-C.com. We are talking with the CEO, Paul Bradley. Paul, you have been Thank marvelous you. on this interview. Awesome. I really appreciate and, it. And, and to point out, we are super supportive of starting bands and young bands. Um, so, you know, please reach out to us. This is not a tool just for... Um, bands that are veterans of the road. You know, we really want to help out um, people starting out in the business, and we're more than helping to support that. Well, bless you. Uh, you you've, you've certainly found a receptive audience here. And speaking of helping out the indie artists, I got one more question for you. Do you have any yeah. last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Get along with your band. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean... You know, I was fortunate enough to be in a band for seven years, and I loved everybody in the band. We played with hundreds of other bands, many of them certainly more talented than us that we would see kind of self-implode just because of the personalities. Um, get through that part of it, because some of the best music that's ever been created, you know, has been by bands that have been able to stick together. 
And some of the best bands in the world have broken up because of very petty things. Um, get over that, you know, try to get to, you know, kind of work it out with the people. And it, it's an incredibly tight environment that you're with. Most people outside our industry don't understand you're with these people literally 24 hours a day, most of the year if you're touring. So those relationships are incredibly important. Um, and then also great financial advice from the start. I've also have friends and seen bands that implode because they all of a sudden get some little bit of success and money starts coming in. And then they all start looking at each other like, why is that guy making more money than me? And then the band implodes. So understanding your kind of structure of the band, both is a relationship and financially is really important from the start. Like those are difficult questions and conversations to have, but for the long run, it's one of the most important things you can do. Paul Bradley, everybody. Check out Master Tour 3.0 by visiting www.eventric.com. Thank you so much for your time this week, sir. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.